from SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Crossing Fences. African-American boys and young men creating oral histories showcasing the lives and accomplishments of local African-American men. We was raised by the whole community back in the late 60s, early 70s. This is where I was born and raised. This is where I've been at since the beginning. I never left. My dad used to take me to work with him. He used to work at a uh, pizza spot. Life is the greatest teacher. You will find out. The choices you make will be with you. You better make the right one. From anesthesiologists to barbershop owners, entrepreneurs to engineers, and coaches to deacons, over 170 men have been interviewed. Today, let's hear from Keith Robinson, age 51, at the time of this interview. You guys probably know Allegheny Academy. I was a counselor there. Um, I attended um, Ohio University in um, Ohio, Athens, Ohio. It was a football and track store. But growing up in Hazelwood was a, um, to me, was a great experience. There wasn't any um, gangs or any type of trouble running through the neighborhood. You never heard of anybody going to jail or anything like that until um, I got into my um, mid-20s when, you know, we got wrapped and I actually seen how that took toll on our community. And I come from a large family. I mean, if you're from Hazelwood, you would probably know the Robinsons that live in the neighborhood. I come from a family of actually 16, 10 boys and six girls. It's a big family. The first five or six of my brothers, they all worked hard, really hard in steel mills. And I grew up in that era where the steel mill was the community. Everybody worked in the steel mill. My brothers, I've even had a sister to work in it. My father was the one who put it in me. He told me, he said, I was a carpenter. Go be a carpenter and see how it is. I went in the military. I became a carpenter. It wasn't something I wanted to do, but, you know, I learned every phase of carpentry to, you know, to use what my mechanical and architectural design things. I've done some work with people and built buildings and stuff like that, but it wasn't anything I wanted to do. But mainly it was my dad. My dad was it. He, you know, and plus he was a crane operator in the, in the um, steel mill, which at that time it didn't have a lot of black males as a crane operator. And he had, like... Uh, really good job. He was making top money in the, in the meal. So I never knew with welfare or food stamps or anything like that because my father at that time was making really good money. He supported his family. My mother never worked. In the 70s, man, it was, it was to be honest with you, man, I, I, you guys, I mean, I, I have to give a lot of you guys a respect because a lot of you guys are growing up with um, single parent fa- and single parent families. We didn't do that. I knew everybody in my in my community at that time. I knew their mom and dad. Their mom and dads were there. It was it was when the steel mills started fading jobs out, and you seen Hazelwood just go down. I'm a man that raised. My last two kids, my older daughter was from somebody else, but my last two, I raised them. I raised them on my own. Very hard because my kids had became um, latchkey kids. I mean, they were going to elementary school. I had to be to work at six. So I left my kids at home. We put the clothes together at night. I left at 5.30 to get to my job. And um, when I got in, before anything or any meetings took place, my managers knew that at a certain time, my alarm was going to go off on my watch or whatever, and I had to make the phone call home so I could be on the speakerphone telling my kids what to do, putting their food in the microwave, getting dressed, they arguing, dad, this and that. When they're going out the door, I'm screaming, 
you know, at them lock the door before you go or put the key in and then say bye and then lock the door. And um, I've done that for five years. Yeah, I have I have um um two girls and one one son and my all three of them um are in college. All three of t- the 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 younger the older one is in school to be a paralegal, and it, my daughter the middle child she's a six foot two girl played basketball I had an offer to play for UCLA she plays at Cal State Northridge basketball um, she's also a pre-law major and my son graduated from Gateway and um, he's a pre-law major at Mercyhurst College straight A students. I remarried about 10 years ago. Happily married. I, I, I love my wife to death. And if you can find you a good girl in your life, man, you stay committed to her. And make sure you find a girlfriend that's a friend. Don't go out there trying to find one of these girls that you just met, met on the street. Because if you got a girlfriend that's a friend, she's going to be in your corner regardless. She's going to know your struggles. My twin brother spent 11 years, yeah, 11 years in prison. But every time he went down the wall down there in Pittsburgh, he ran into probably half the kids that I counseled at Allegheny Academy. Don't end up there, man. You gotta um, live by by example. So if you got a lot, if you keep a lot of people, a lot of positive people in your life, you'll go far. So and that's something that I've always told my kids: you stay with the negatives, you won't get negative out of it. You know, if you stay with positive people, you get positive out of it. This oral history was collected by youth interviewers Trayvon Moore and Ramon Robinson. Crossing Fences is made possible by the Heinz Endowments and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at crossingfences.org.